You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I am your host, Kevin McGuire. I'm the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Also a contributor to AthlonSports.com. And today's episode, we're going to dig into a few more topics I have on the to-do list regarding the 2021 NFL Draft. Looking forward to the 2022 NFL Draft. And if you want to get all caught up on everything going on with the NFL Draft, you have to check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft. And a look ahead to next year's future first-round picks. We're going to talk about one of them today on our podcast. But make sure you're following the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And I might as well mention right now, you can follow the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following along. Make sure you leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And take a screenshot of those five-star reviews. Send them to us on our Twitter account, at Locked On Nittany. We'll give you a special shout-out later on in the week. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. We're also on Instagram and Twitch using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So give us a follow, give us a like, all that good stuff across the social media platforms. And be a part of the show because we want you to send in your questions. We want you to send in your comments and we will relay them into the conversation. Today's episode is our Twitter Tuesday episode. I do have a question that we're going to get to later on in the podcast. Uh, but you are always invited to send in your questions at any time, especially for our Twitter Tuesday podcast, because this podcast episode is specifically for as many questions as you can possibly send our way. So we really want to make sure that you're being a part of it. We want to answer your questions. We want to respond to your questions and your feedback and your comments and all that good stuff. So you got to make sure you're following us on Twitter and sending us your comments and your questions at Locked on Nittany. In today's podcast, we are going to touch on the number one draft prospect on Penn State's roster right now for the 2022 NFL Draft. I also took note of something during the 2021 NFL Draft that I think should be a really good sign of encouragement for this Penn State offense going into next season. I'll explain what I mean coming up in segment number two. And of course, in our third and final segment today, we are going to address one of the questions that was sent our way on Twitter regarding potential Penn State scheduling in the future. It's going to be a lot of fun. So sit back, relax, and let's get started with today's podcast. Well, the 2021 NFL Draft just wrapped up on Saturday, but already the pages are being turned to looking ahead to the 2022 NFL Draft. And if you were like me, I was curious to see what some of the uh, media outlets were suggesting are some of the top uh, prospects in the 2022 NFL Draft for next year. And outlets like CBS Sports and uh, Sporting News, they already have their lists out there, as you would expect. That's what part of the game is when it comes to content creation and publication, the way that we are doing these things these days. And I know I've got something coming up on AthlonSports.com this week regarding some of the top prospects to watch around the Big Ten. And there is one Penn Stater that is on this roster right now that is already receiving first-grade caliber feedback and projections for next year's draft cycle. And no, it's not Jahan Dotson. It's not necessarily quarterback Sean Clifford, but it is your offensive tackle, Rashid Walker. 
who obviously has decided to come back to Penn State for one more season. He could have turned pro and gone into this draft pool, but I do think that there's a lot of benefit to coming back for one more year. He's already well-established. He's already well-respected, and he's highly sought after as far as draft prospects are concerned on the offensive line. And now he's going to come back and go through another season. As long as he stays healthy and continues to play the way that he has been capable of, his profile is probably going to lock him up for a first-round pick. Now, if you look at some of the way-too-early mock drafts and you see where Rasheed Walker is currently slated, uh, slated, he's kind of fallen in the second half of the first round, which, of course, leads it to a little bit of a guessing game. And obviously, we don't know what NFL teams' needs are going to be this time next year. Uh, there may not be a whole lot of teams that need an offensive lineman. Although, that's probably a safe bet to assume because offensive linemen are very key. And you already see how many offensive linemen go through the first round, second round in these NFL drafts. So, uh, Rasheed Walker certainly putting himself in a very good position. I mean, you're talking about a massive guy. Offensive tackle, left tackle, he's been playing at Penn State. I believe 22 starts. He's appeared in 26 games. Has been a an asset on this offensive line. And I come back to the idea that... The offensive line unit, really since the days of Bill O'Brien, when the Penn State was going through the sanctions, the recruiting uh, restrictions, offensive line was gutted. Let's be honest, and let's not, uh, you know, let's not take this too harshly, but uh, Penn State's offensive line had a lot of work to do, and it was kind of the unit, as far as the offense was concerned, that was hit the hardest with the recruiting sanctions because Bill O'Brien was going for more skill position players, trying to make some big plays during his short time at Penn State. And, of course, uh, once the restrictions are lifted under James Franklin, things start to you know, get back into the, the flow here, get back into uh, working to improve the depth and the overall quality of the offensive line. And it takes time to rebuild on the offensive line, especially given the circumstances that Penn State was going through. And I think now we are seeing that the offensive line supposedly gets – better and better in recent years and I feel like this time last year we were talking about what could potentially be Penn State's best offensive line under James Franklin well if you start to look at some of the spring storylines we could be talking about that storyline once again where uh, Rasheed Walker is kind of the the big key to what could potentially be Penn State's best offensive line going into the 2021 season so there's a lot to like about the offensive line in general and Rasheed Walker is a huge reason why and this is, of course, a Penn State team that just sent two offensive linemen off to the seventh round in last weekend's NFL draft with Michael Manick going to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Will Fry is going to the Indianapolis Colts. They were going back-to-back, -back, and, of course, they followed Shaka Tony, so you had the back-to-back-to-back -back -to -back draft picks out of Penn State. But I think you're starting to see more and more that Penn State's offensive line quality has certainly been improving. Now, if you got a couple seventh-round draft picks, okay. Maybe they're not the greatest prospects in the world, but you know what? They got drafted. You know, it's quite simply, they got drafted. And now you're already talking about an offensive lineman who could potentially end an offensive line drought for Penn State in the first round. Penn State has not had a first-round offensive lineman drafted since 2007 when Levi Brown went fifth overall to the Cardinals. I think it was fifth overall. And that is a long time coming for Penn State. Obviously, a lot has happened with this program since 2007. But the fact that it has been well over a decade now since the last time an offensive lineman from Penn State was drafted in the first round, that could be coming to an end next year. 
Now, of course, there's a long way to go between now and next year's NFL draft. Obviously, we hope that Rasheed Walker stays healthy so he can maintain his draft status. And, of course, you never know who is going to have a breakout year across the country. I'm sure Alabama will have 14 offensive linemen that are really ripe and ready to go in the NFL. You know how it goes. But I do think that this is a sign, once again, telling us that the offensive line quality and depth at Penn State is just continuing to improve, and it's getting better and better every year. Penn State's got a new offensive coordinator in Mike Yurcich this year, and I know that I've been saying how many times that this is a reason to be very excited about the offense. But coming up in the next segment, I'm going to take a note from this 2021 NFL draft and tell you why another reason you should be excited about what could potentially happen with this Penn State offense based on what we just saw in the 2021 NFL draft. And it involves offensive coordinator Mike Yurcich. Today's episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs, and at a fair price. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement. Mother's Day is right around the corner, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just make sure to search for the words 10 by 10. The collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced so you can even give her something special and truly meaningful. The ring from Platt Boutique is amazing. It's so simple, so clean. All the vintage details, they're just incredible. It looks like something right out of the old age, but it looks timeless as ever. So if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. I feel like for the last few months, one of the things I've always been talking about when we're looking ahead to the 2021 Penn State season, especially during the spring season, was the importance of adding an offensive coordinator like Mike Yurcich to the program. I've said it before. I'm going to say it one more time. Mike Yurcich is an upgrade at offensive coordinator for Penn State, and the results are going to be pretty significant over the course of time. I don't know how dramatic things are going to change specifically in 2021, but I think that the way that this offense continues to develop is going to really be fun to sit back and watch and enjoy because I think that this Penn State offense is going to be a very solid force for years to come. As long as Mike Yurcich stays in town before he ends up getting a head coaching offer at some point down the line, you know, let's take advantage of this opportunity right now because Mike Yurcich develops offense, develops quarterbacks, and that's what brings me to one of the observations I had over the course of the 2021 NFL draft, which was the fact that the last two starting quarterbacks that Mike Yurcich worked with were both drafted in the 2021 NFL draft. Now, I'm not saying that he is the reason that these players were drafted. They were already well positioned to be potential draft picks when they came out of high school, if we're being totally honest. But it is a fact, nonetheless, that Mike Yurcich worked with Sam Ellinger, who was drafted, and I forget where he was drafted eventually. He was drafted in the, the third day, but the bottom line is he was drafted. And, of course, Justin Fields from Ohio State getting drafted and going to the Chicago Bears in the first round. So, again, Mike Yersich worked with Justin Fields when Justin Fields transferred from Georgia to Ohio State. Had some really good results in that first year. Then Mike Yersich goes to Texas, where he continues to work with Sam Ellinger. And I know Sam Ellinger has had his ups and downs. 
I, I get that. I've watched enough of the Texas Longhorns to understand that, you know, ever since he told the nation that Texas is back after their victory over Georgia in the Sugar Bowl a few years back, it hasn't exactly gone as smoothly as anticipated. But we're talking about an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach that Penn State has right now on their staff that has worked with and helped to develop two quarterbacks that were drafted in the 2021 NFL draft. That's pretty cool, and that is pretty significant. And I think if you're Sean Clifford, you're looking at those results, and you're saying, I want to be the next one. I want to be the next quarterback that's going to be drafted out of Penn State with this offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach gearing me up to be able to be on that level. I don't know where Sean Clifford stands in the NFL draft mix right now for 2022, but I would imagine if he has a good year, he's going to certainly build up his own reputation and build up his own draft profile. And if there are some really good results this year, first of all, Penn State's going to have a really fun year. If, if Sean Clifford is firing all cylinders, developing and continuing to reach that next level under Mike Yurcich, then Penn State's going to have a very successful season. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And if that is the case, then his draft profile is going to just skyrocket up the charts. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in this draft. I mean, uh, if you look ahead to 2022, Oklahoma's Spencer Rattler, North Carolina's Sam Howell, those are the guys that are already at the top of the, the list right now when you look at these way too early draft projections. So Sean Clifford, we're probably talking middle of the draft at the highest at this point right now. And even if we sit here right now, and try to figure out exactly where Sean Clifford uh, fits into the equation. If I'm being honest, I don't see him being drafted as of right now. But I think if Mike Yurcich comes in and they've already had a full spring under their belts, we've got a chance to get the quarterback and the quarterback coach working together in the practice room situation, a practice field situation, which we didn't see last year. Got to keep that in mind. This is a big difference between 2020 and 2021. The offense coordinator, the quarterback coach, has worked with these guys in a full spring practice. And now you go into the summer, you know what to work on, you know how the communication is hopefully going well. And then, of course, when the time comes for the season to start, hopefully things are running a little bit smoother with this offense. I think that that's a realistic expectation. Now, I'm not saying that the schedule throws them any easy softballs, because it doesn't. It's going to start on the road against a very good defensive team in Wisconsin. But I think if Sean Clifford has a good year, cuts back on those turnovers, he could very well be a quarterback that will be drafted next year. Look at all the quarterbacks that were drafted in this draft, and you can kind of see Sean Clifford could easily be drafted next year. There's no question about that as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but I do think that it's going to take some work, and I think that he's ready for it. And I really do get the sense that Mike Yurcich is going to be a guy that helps Sean Clifford a whole lot when it comes time to the upcoming season. And that's going to help his draft profile. And of course, that will mean that Mike Yurcich's last three quarterbacks that we, he will have worked with will all have been drafted. So he's got a pretty good track record developing on his own. And I'm looking forward to seeing if that track record continues with Sean Clifford going into 2022. Well, I'm not going to pump the brakes on the draft hype for Sean Clifford just yet, but I will say that if you need to replace your brake pads, there is no better place to find exactly what you need than with rockauto.com. 
That's right, rockauto.com. They are a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. How do you stay in business for 20 years as a family business online? It's by delivering the best and easiest customer satisfaction and customer ordering process imaginable. And rockauto.com makes it so easy. It doesn't matter what you drive, what car, what truck, I don't know if you drive a moped, whatever the case may be. All you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle, and it'll bring you up the entire catalog of everything they have available specifically tailored for you. So find all the parts that you need by going to rockauto.com and enter the make and model of your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One of the first things that I did after the NFL draft was go to betonline.ag and check out all the latest updated odds for the NFL futures. I wanted to know how much has the draft impacted the Super Bowl odds race, and there weren't a whole lot of changes. The favorites are still the favorites. Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys actually took a step back with their selection of Micah Parsons and everybody else they took in the draft, but still, the Cowboys were going to be long shots anyway, if we're being totally honest. But I will say, speaking of Micah Parsons, he is the favorite on betonline.ag to win Defensive Rookie of the Year with 4-1 to odds. Nobody is touching him right now, so if you want to go ahead and place your bet for Michael Parsons to win defensive rookie of the year go for it you're going to get four to one odds as of right now bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action from major league baseball nba nhl and again nfl futures college football futures just about anything you can imagine there will be odds on bet online is going to have you covered so head to the website right now on your desktop or your laptop or even on your mobile device. Go to betonline.ag and sign up today for a free account. And then when you make your initial deposit, make sure you use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And BetOnline is going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of that first deposit. Folks, that is free money. And if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast presented by BetOnline.ag, hopefully you're going to make some big money as a result. So use the promo code for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Listen to the Locked On Bets podcast and go to BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, and it is our Twitter Tuesday segment. As always, we invite you guys and encourage you guys to send in your questions, your comments at any time during the week, but especially on Monday, because as soon as we get your questions and your comments, we're going to work them into the show, and Tuesdays are going to be solely dedicated to answering as many questions as possible. We have two questions to get to in today's episode, one related to Penn State, one not related to Penn State, and that's the big thing here. At Twitter Tuesday, we don't care if you have questions about Penn State or not. It can be about the Big Ten. It can be about college football in general. It can be about anything non-sports topical related just to have some fun because that's what this episode is all about. And we have one that is appropriate for today. But let's get to the Penn State question first. And it comes from our pal Dave in Utah. He wants to know, will Penn State ever schedule a home-and-home series with a Pac-12 school? And this, of course, is influenced by the recent news on Monday that Wisconsin and Utah have agreed to a home-and-home deal. Now, I'm a little skeptical that it's going to be anytime soon before we see Penn State schedule a home-and-home series with a Pac-12 school. Uh, As we have seen in recent years, there is a home-and-home that's going to open up this year against Auburn. There was a series with Virginia Tech, but of course that game and that series has been put on the back burner because of last year's cancellations. Uh, There is an upcoming series with West Virginia. I think Temple is in the mix as well. So I think when you're looking at home-and-home series that Penn State is 
a little bit more open to than they have been in recent years. They're looking for big name schools, certainly regional schools that they can have some old allegiances with or old rivalries with. That's the case with West Virginia. They obviously had the four games with Pitt recently, and who knows when that series is going to be revived. Uh, and then, like I said, the Auburn series is going to open up this year with a home game against Auburn and then a road trip down to Auburn next year. Shout out to our friends over at the Locked on Auburn podcast, by the way. I'm looking forward to collaborating with them in the near future. But I will say it has been a long time since Penn State had any kind of a home and home deal with a Pac-12 school or I should say a Pac-10 school because you have to go back to the early 90s when Penn State had a couple of home and home series with USC. Uh, they also, in the, the old Southwest Conference, they had a home and home series with Texas. In the early 90s, right before Penn State was moving into the Big Ten, uh, they had a really couple of good series against USC and Texas. I would love to see that kind of schedule come back, but uh, it's not going to be very likely that anytime soon Penn State organizes a home and homes game series uh, with the Pac-12 schools. Uh, the last time they played a team from the Pac-12 was not that long ago. I forget exactly which year it was, but Oregon State came out to Happy Valley. There was no return trip. It was just a one game uh, set up uh, that was kind of organized, I believe, by ESPN at the time. Uh, so Penn State doesn't play a whole lot of Pac-12 schools in the regular season. I've always said it would be awesome to see another Penn State USC series home and home, but I would also like to see Penn State play some of those other teams in the Pac-12. Uh, I know a lot of people would love to see Penn State, Oregon, and honestly, that would be really fun to watch as well. But I'd be down for Penn State, Washington, or Penn State, Colorado, just for the scenery alone, or Penn State, Arizona State. Hey, you know what? That'd be pretty fun. Or Penn State, UCLA. I'm up for any series with a Pac-12 school. I'm just very skeptical that it's going to happen at any point in time, anytime in the near future. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't know if it's going to happen uh, anytime before the next 20 years, basically, the way that Penn State does their schedule. And the reason is because Penn State still, while they're a little bit more open to some home-and-home -home series, they still want to secure as many home games as possible, uh, especially coming out of this pandemic when they're going to start opening up Beaver Stadium to more and more fans eventually moving forward. I think those home games are going to be even more valuable and even more important for Penn State. So I'm not going to rule it out of the table, but I'm not getting my hopes up either as much as I would love to see it. Great question, though, and I would love to talk more schedules at any time. I love schedule questions. I love uh, hypothetical schedule questions, so keep those kind of questions coming. Uh, really enjoy those as well. Next question, and we're going to round this out in an appropriate style today. Uh, if you haven't noticed, today is May 4th, and if you're a Star Wars fan, it's Star Wars Day. So get ready for, for some uh, Star Wars announcements if you're a Star Wars fan. Uh, I think Disney and the, the Star Wars folks Always seem to have some good uh, gifts and wrinkles to unfold for everybody today. But this question comes from Kylie from St. George. She wants to know which of the Star Wars trilogies I like the most. And I, I'm, I gotta be honest, I, I love the classic trilogy the best. I'm, I'm, if I'm ranking the trilogies of this pen, uh, this Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga, as it's called, uh, I gotta go original trilogy first. I'm going prequel trilogy second. Yeah, I think uh, age has kind of made me respect the prequel trilogy a little bit more and maybe that's just because I wasn't really all invested in the sequel trilogy that we just got finished wrapping up I liked aspects of the sequel trilogy but I think comparing the pre the prequels and the sequels you know maybe it's just because of my age 
I watched the prequels in the theaters and everything. And yeah, they're not great. Certainly, I do think that they got better each movie. Uh, I would put Revenge of the Sith up there with some of the best uh, Star Wars movies of them all. And, you know, if I'm ranking them real quick off the top of my head, Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, those are my top three right there. And then I'm going probably uh, The Force Awakens. I really like Force Awakens. And maybe I should revisit my ranking of these Star Wars movies once again. I know I've done it before. I kind of do it every year. Uh, maybe I'll throw it out on Twitter with my updated ranking. But I would love to hear how you would rank the Star Wars trilogies and the Star Wars movies. And if you want to include movies like uh, Solo or uh, Rogue Squadron, Rogue Squadron? Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue Squadron was the video game. Great video game, by the way, on the GameCube back in the day. And then Nintendo 64, I believe. But uh, I'm getting off track here. But yeah, I'm going to go original trilogy first and foremost. There's no question about that. I, don't, I, I could watch those three movies anytime. Uh, I could actually watch some of the prequels anytime. I, I could watch any of uh, The Force Awakens at any time, too. I know some people are going to lose their minds hearing this. But uh, yeah, one more time, I'll radiate for Kylie in St. George. Original Star Wars trilogy, prequel Star Wars trilogy, sequel Star Wars trilogy. And I think Rogue One's pretty good. I'm just going to throw that out there as well. And I think Solo was grossly underrated as well. Let me know what you think about the Star Wars movies. Uh, let me know your ranking, how you would rank the movies, how you'd rank the trilogies. Reach out to us on our Twitter account. Let's have some fun today. Star Wars Day. This one's for all you Star Wars fans. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lines, but make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast because the draft is over. Now you got to find out who won, who lost. That's the question of the day over on the Locked On Today podcast. Get more of the sports news you need and less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, a reminder, as we close out this episode, you can follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Take a snapshot of it. Send it to us on our Twitter account at Locked on Indy. We'll give you a special shout-out throughout the week as long as you keep those five-star reviews coming in. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. There will be no podcast tomorrow. I'm actually going to a Phillies game tonight, so my schedule is going to be a little bit off. So the podcast is going to be back on Thursday, and then we'll have another episode for you on Friday. So again, no Locked On Nittany Lines for you tomorrow on Wednesday. I apologize, but we will be back on Thursday. So make sure you're following along. If you don't get an update tomorrow, that's the reason why, but we will be back for you on Thursday. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out our Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And I've got some fun stuff coming up on as a contributor for AthonSports.com as well. I'll be sharing that with you very soon. Check me out on Patreon, Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. Make sure you're following along on all the social media platforms here. Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Have a great day, everybody. I will talk to you all again on Thursday. 